Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Today we are on Season 7, Episode 1, Hey, Look Me Over. Finally to the final season of this show, uh, which this episode originally aired on September 21st of 1991. Let's learn what else transpired in history on that day. Well, in 1792, the National Convention passes a proclamation announcing the formal abolition of the French monarchy. In 1995, the Hindu milk miracle occurs when statues of the Hindu god Ganesh begin drinking milk when spoonfuls are placed near their mouths. In 2016, a series of studies published in Nature magazine conclude the following important uh, anthropological discoveries. All non-Africans descended from one large migration out of Africa that occurred sometime between 50 and 80,000 years ago, and the Australian Aboriginal civilization is the oldest known on Earth. Uh, and our most recent event on September 21st of 2018 the fossil of Dickinsonia, nicknamed the Holy Grail of Paleontology, is proven to be the oldest known animal fossil, aging in at 558 million years old, found in White Sea, Russia. So that is our history lesson for today. So why don't you tell us what transpired in this installment of the Golden Girls. Alrighty. Scene one, we're in the living room. Yes, Blanche. Now she's reading. She's sitting on the couch. Rose is cleaning. Wow. Is Rose done with her exercise? Eh, Rose is deciding on stuff to put into storage. Yes, they don't have enough room at the house, apparently. Rose has a bullhorn from her one day as a mountain rangerette. Yes, she also has Charlie's old camera. And yes... It still has film in it. Back in those days, we had cameras with film. Yes, Dorothy says she will drop off the film when she is out picking up their tickets to the Philharmonic Beethoven's Sonata Number no. 29. Yes, just Dorothy and Sophia under the stars. Yes, Sophia doesn't really want to go. Sophia goes to the kitchen to get coffee for them all. Yes, Dorothy then says she is worried about Sophia, and she has a pamphlet on the four warning signs of hearing loss. Sign one, avoidance of social activities. Yes, sign two, people who can't hear act forgetful. Yes, so Sophia comes back with an empty tray and tells them to get their own coffee. You rascals. So sign three, yes, they act cranky, of course. And sign four, they laugh out of context. And we see Sophia is heading to the kitchen and laughs at the door out of context, of course. She showed us all four signs right there in a couple seconds. Scene two, Lanai. Dorothy speaking very loud to Sophia. Sophia thinks they are being bugged. And she starts acting weird and talking into certain items that might be bugged, like the bush. Yes, Dorothy says that Sophia needs a hearing aid. Sophia thought Dorothy said Mothra. Yeah, turns out that Sophia had read that pamphlet and is pulling Dorothy's leg. 
Yes. Sophia leaves and Rose enters with the pictures. Rose and Dorothy look over the pictures and they find, uh-oh, they find a picture that has Charlie in Blanche's bed with Blanche. Rose is quite upset, of course. Blanche comes out and says she can barely walk. Yes, Blanche was using Rose's exercise. Rose shows Blanche the picture and Blanche is very embarrassed. Her hair looks like a helmet, she says. Yeah, Blanche says she looks like the Rocketeer. Yeah, Dorothy points out the man in the picture is Charlie, and Blanche doesn't believe it as she never met Charlie. Rose does go off on Blanche. Blanche once again states that she does not go to bed with married men. Yes. So I, I have one one minor question here. Yes. So what is Charlie wearing in this photo then? I guess we can come back to this later, but well, when we get more info about what this picture actually is. Yes. Yeah, so let's do that. He, yes, what is he wearing? That would be a good question, and we will might discover that in a future scene here. Yes, scene three, we're in the living room. Dorothy and Sophia talk more about Sophia's hearing. Dorothy has made an appointment for Sophia to have her hearing checked. Sophia exits to get ready, and we hear a slamming noise in the kitchen. Dorothy enters the kitchen to see Rose slamming cabinets and drawers. Yep, Rose, of course, is still upset. Blanche enters with a list of all the men she has dated since George died. Quite a few books full. We learn that Blanche's middle name is Elizabeth. Yes, so her initials are B-E-D. Yes, in the diary... It does have Blanche sleeping with a traveling salesman named Chuck. Now, for all our astute listeners, you will remember way back when in Season 6, Episode 5. Or you won't remember, like the, me. The Wham Bam Thank You Mammy episode, Blanche's childhood nanny came back and called her Blanche Marie Hollingsworth. So has her middle name changed or was the... Nanny, incorrect, since she hasn't seen her in 40 years. Or she has two middle names. Or she has two middle names. Or she changed her middle name after the nanny left to make it to be bad. That sounds like Blanche, yeah. <laughs> okay. Scene four, we're in the kitchen. Blanche is at the table, and Sophia and Dorothy enter and tell Blanche that Sophia's hearing is fine. It's perfect, but... Well, Dorothy needs a hearing aid. Ah, uh, what a twist, twisty turn of events there. They all talk about hearing. Rose comes in, avoids Blanche, but Blanche is done with this and confronts Rose. They talk a little, and Rose even admits it isn't Blanche's fault as this happened well before Blanche even knew Rose. Yeah, of course. Sophia does her usual taunting of Dorothy, even using the bullhorn. Yes. Sophia leaves, then they talk about Dorothy's hearing for a while. Scene five, we're in the living room. Rose is hanging a Christmas banner. Dorothy comes out and says, it is the middle of September. Yeah, Rose just wanted some good memories of Charlie. Yeah, he used to hang this banner every year. Blanche and Sophia went. Blanche and Sophia, yeah, went to the Philharmonic. They discussed Blanche some. Rose says Blanche can be her landlord, but not her friend. 
Dorothy tells Rose to make a list of all the things that Rose likes about Blanche. Rose goes to the kitchen. Blanche and Sophia enter. Blanche heads to the kitchen to talk to Rose. And Sophia and Dorothy talk a bit about Dorothy's hearing. Then Sophia leaves. Scene six, we're on the lanai. Blanche and Dorothy lounging. Rose enters and wants to talk to Blanche. Rose apologizes and Blanche accepts. Then Rose asks Dorothy to pass over all the photos because it is time to rip them up. Dorothy looks at them for a second and discovers something. Some of the other photos. Yeah, they're Blanche in bed with a pontoon boat. Hmm, Blanche in bed with a big orange from the Sunkist building. Blanche in bed with the country bear jamboree. The photos were double exposed. Yes, that is what happened. Sophia comes out and says she has two tickets to the final night of the Philharmonic. Yet we learn that Dorothy did get a hearing aid and she is wearing it now. And we also see that it works very well as this episode comes to a close. So, um, my theory here, right, so Blanche would probably be, like, nude in this photo, right, or pertinier. Pertinier. So what is Charlie wearing? Because if he's, like, in full, I mean, they're, they're implying this was, like, a, his vacation to Florida photos or something. Possibly, it Like, he yes. visited on a sales trip and he took these pictures of... Different landmarks in Florida and or Los Angeles. Um, so there's a pontoon boat, a big orange uh-huh. from the sun. I don't know where the sun. I would guess that's Florida. I don't know. The only one I could find is in L.A. But oh, we'll, uh, okay. we'll discuss that later. And, um, and the country bear jamboree, <laughs> which is like in Disney World. Okay. So he. So I'm guessing he would be in like. Either like full suit outfit, or he's like in a Disney World, like Mickey Mouse hat and stuff on, probably maybe. Yeah, that could be. So wouldn't that be pretty obvious then that he's not engaging with Blanche in any way, really? I would think it'd be pretty obvious. I mean, I think also like the the picture would look really weird because Blanche would be like you know, sprawled out on the bed or whatever, and Charlie would be standing up, smiling, like yeah. holding a balloon or something. You know, a balloon like, or something. Um, he doesn't even look like he's in the same place. Huh? But I guess uh, I guess Rose maybe wouldn't be able to figure that out, but Dorothy and I'll look at the picture. I think they would have been able to tell before the end there. Well, okay. I know in this day and age... A lot of people don't have film in cameras now. Okay. Okay, but way back, this is in the 90s, early uh-huh. 90s. From my memory. Oh, boy. Okay. From my... Some t- disregard about half of this. Well, it depends on the cameras, but it looked like it was a pretty normal camera. To do a double exposure, okay, if... You want to take a picture of something like normal, you put it on a certain setting. If you want to do a double exposure, you have to put it on half that setting. So, like the shutter is only open half that time. Or else, because if you do two pictures at full exposure, they bleed out and you don't see anything. 
Okay. So. Well, that may have been the 90s. Now, the problem here would be, this is Charlie's camera. So this is like a 70s camera. So, yeah, this is Charlie on vacation. So that, that could have been in the 70s. Yeah, so this is probably so, like a camera from the 60s or 70s. It would have even been the same then, too, for sure. Oh, okay. You would still only do half an exposure, per se, on each shot. Or else it's going to be so uh, bright that you're not going to see anything. Which would be the first problem with this, but overlooking that. Uh-huh. Just saying, yeah, Charlie shot at half exposures for some reason. And then Blanche comes along 20 years later mm -hmm. and shoots at half exposures. <laughs> yeah, it, you should have been able to tell pretty obviously. Blanche is in bed and Charlie's over here waving a balloon or something. Uh-huh. Unless he's looking at the bed like, yeah, right, jump in the bed. Well, maybe, but it, sure. It, and I don't know, me, okay, being me, I still would have looked at some of the other pictures. And I would have noticed, oh, Blanche is in bed with a big orange. Right. Now, <laughs> they, they did establish that <laughs> this person visited, this Chuck visited eight years ago, which would have been 83. Yes. So, okay. So that would have been like right before the show started. Okay. Right. A Chuck, a traveling salesman. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have a few cultural references. Uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy, uh, or Poppin' Fresh, as he's officially known, uh, is an advertising mascot for the Pillsbury Company appearing in many commercials from 1965 until 2005 until he returned uh, recently in 2017. Uh, the Exercycle, uh, once again, just an exercise bike of some form. A Mountain Rangerette is a female group of Mountain Rangers, basically. Um, Beethoven, Ludwig van Beethoven, was a German composer and pianist, a crucial figure in transition between the classical and romantic eras of classical music. He remains one of the most recognized and influential musicians of the period and is considered to be one of the greatest composers of all time. Uh, then Beethoven's Sonata Number no. 29, or Piano Sonata Number no. 29 in B Major Opus 106, uh, or commonly known as the Grube Sonat für das Hammerkleiber, or more simply as the Hammerkleiber, uh, is a piano sonata that is widely viewed as one of the most important works of the composer's third period and among the greatest piano sonatas of all time. It was completed in 1818 and is often considered to be Beethoven's most technically challenging piano composition and one of the most demanding solo works in the classical piano repertoire. The first documented public performance was in 1836 by Franz Liszt in the Salarard in Paris. Um, President Ford uh, is Gerald Ford, uh, who served as the 38th president uh, from August of 74 to January of 77, uh, and has the distinction of being the only person to have served as both vice president and president without having officially been elected to either position. Uh, he is also most famous for um, pardoning Richard Nixon for 
uh, his role in the Watergate uh, scandal, uh, and also the Helsinki Accords, which marked a move toward uh, the end of the Cold War, more or less, um, and then ending involvement in Vietnam, which wasn't really any of his doing, but just kind of happened uh, while he was in office, basically. Um, then President Lincoln, of course, Abraham Lincoln, an American statesman and lawyer who served as the 16th president of the U.S. from 1861 uh, until his assassination in April of 65, uh, who led the nation through the American Civil War, uh, preserved the Union, abolished slavery, strengthened the federal government, and modernized the U.S. economy. Um, President Bush number one, uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, was a politician and businessman who served as the 41st president from 89 to 93, uh, and that's pretty much it there. Uh, and then President, president Ronald Reagan, a politician and actor who served as the 40th president from 81 to 89. Uh, then the character of Mothra is a fictional monster that first appeared in the 1961 film Mothra uh, and has since appeared in several Toho Studio films, most often as a recurring character in the Godzilla franchise. Uh, she is typically portrayed as a colossal sentient larva or imago, that being caterpillar or moth, accompanied by two miniature female humanoids who speak on her behalf. Unlike other Toho monsters, Mothra is a largely heroic character, having been variously portrayed as a protector of, an own, of her own island culture, the Earth, and Japan. Though identified as a kind of moth, the character's design incorporates elements more frequently associated with butterflies. Uh, the characters often depicted hatching offspring, in some cases twins, when approaching death. A nod to the Samsara Doctrine of Numerous Indian Religions. Uh, so that's Mothra briefly. Uh, the organization Jews for Jesus uh, is a non-profit messianic Jewish organization that seeks to proselytize Jews towards the belief that Jesus is the promised Messiah of the Jewish people. Uh, Jews for Jesus is not considered a sect of Judaism by any mainstream Jewish authorities. It was founded by Moshe Rosen in 1970, uh, but was renamed Jews for Jesus in 1973 from their original name, Hanani Ministries. Uh, so that's them. Uh, the Rocketeer is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books, originally published by Pacific Comics. Uh, created by writer-artist Dave Stevens, the character first appeared in 1982 and is a homage to the Saturday matinee serial heroes of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, it was later adapted into a 1991 Disney film uh, as well. Uh, American Gladiators is an American competition TV program that aired weekly uh, from September of 89 to May of 1996, which matched a cast of amateur athletes against each other, as well as against the show's own gladiators in contests of strength and agility. Uh, Xerox is an American global corporation that sells print and digital document products and serve services in more than 160 countries. Uh, the Sunkist Building 
uh, is a, uh, according to this website, so the only place I could find is the L.A. building, so I don't know. Maybe there was one in Florida at some point, too. Um, <clears throat> so according to this website, uh, the Sunkist headquarters building is a symphony in concrete, declaring its presence on Riverside Drive to all who drive past on the 101. When citrus marketing company Sunkist moved into its new building in 1970, it left an Art Deco office tower in downtown Los Angeles for a homecoming of sorts. The San Fernando Valley was once partially covered with citrus groves, which were removed to make way for housing after World War II. Uh, no matter that the orange trees were no matter that the orange trees were no more at the time of its construction. Okay, the building looks a little bit like an orange crate, inverted and set upon angled concrete columns. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so that's it. Very briefly, that's like a like a thousand word article about the building. Um, <clears throat> Country Bear Jamboree uh, is an attraction at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, as well as at Tokyo Disneyland, as well as a far, former attraction at Disneyland Park. Uh, it is a stage show with audio animatronic figures. Uh, most of the characters are bears who perform country music. Uh, they were eventually given a uh, movie in 2002 entitled The Country Bears, uh, which I don't think went very well. Uh, Lauren Bacall, uh, lastly, was an American actress known for her distinctive voice and sultry looks, uh, who starred in many films throughout the 40s and 50s. Uh, no side characters in this episode, but one new sex partner established Chuck, a traveling salesman, in spring eight years ago for Blanche. So the tally stands. Blanche 161, Sophia 10, Dorothy 10, Rose 8. Huh. Well. All right. The only count... I don't have any other observations. Um. The only count I had was the girls were mad at each other. Of course, Blanche and Rose uh, mad at each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, series counts now. Weddings, planned weddings, 11. Physical abuse of Rose, 11, uh, 15. St. Olaf stories, 46. Picture stories, 25. Cheesecakes eaten, 19. Sicily Italian stories, 9. Sicily Italian references, 58. Girls mad at each other and not best friends or moving out 24 times. Sports 31, games 44. Stanley is a Bornak appearance. This is 21. My rating, I thought this was a good start to the final season. 81 out of 100. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps. The Golden Girls, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, good. Bye.